return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Isaac, Levi, amen, Ramos, let's welcome him as he comes, amen, bless you. Praise God, hallelujah. Why are you guys so quiet like that? Praise God. Okay. If I'm preaching, you got to be shouting, okay? (laughs) Steve is not saying anything, so I'm waiting for him. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Jesus is wonderful. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for today. For the opportunity to hear your word and to be blessed. Thank you for your presence with us today, oh God. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit of God, for speaking to each and every one of us here today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're not excited, I'm just going to preach to myself, okay? All right. Jesus is wonderful. And... Uh, you know, Pastor Dave says that we are in the best days yet. Amen. And you have to remind yourself uh, as a child of God that every day is from glory to glory. Amen. The Bible says the path of the just, the righteous, is as the shining light that shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. You know, I want to ask you a question. Why did Jesus come? You know, it's a question that you have to ask yourself and answer. You have to understand why Jesus came. What was the purpose? Jesus was, he, he told us the reason why he came. And I want us to open with uh, John chapter 10, verse 10. And I'll be reading that from the Amplified Version of the Bible. And just to let you know, the Amplified doesn't mean it is saying something that's not there. You are able to hear my voice better because of the microphone. It's just amplifying my voice, okay? So let's read that together. He says, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. And Jesus said, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance till the full, till it overflows. Jesus, it's important that you understand why Jesus came. I began by saying that because if you don't know why he came, You will never take advantage or you will never appropriate the blessings that he brought us as children of God. It's interesting because when he asked most of God's children, why did Jesus come? They may not be able to tell you. Some people say he came to die for our sins. That's beautiful. But that was a means to an end. The purpose of that was to bring us into a relationship with God. Because if the only reason why he came was to die for our sins, then some might say he has failed because people still sin anyways. He came for a greater purpose to reconcile us to God. And more importantly, like what did he say in John chapter 3 verse 16 that we learned in Sunday school? He says, 
for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that anybody who believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, eternal life. So the primary reason why Jesus came was to give us life. And the life is the life of God. To give us the very life and nature of God. To give us eternal life. You've got to understand that. He died for our sins that he might give us life. And I like how the Amplifier puts that over. He said he came that we may have and enjoy life. I want everybody to say enjoy life. Enjoy life. Did you ever think you'd find that in the Bible? You know, like, a lot of people think that when you believe in Jesus, life is supposed to be a struggle all the time. There's supposed to be a lot of challenges. There's every, every day is supposed to be miserable somehow because you believe in this Jesus. But he said, I came that you will have life and enjoy. Enjoy life. Praise God. And that, I'm going to be sharing with you uh, in that line today because I titled my topic, Your Recipe for a Happy Life. How many of you know that God's want, God wants you to be happy? He wants you to have a happy life, not a frustrated life, not a confused life, not a suffering and begging life every time. He wants you to have a happy life. And that's what I want to show you today. Now, let's open to first Peter, chapter three, verse 10. And I want you to guide you guys to help me read that. Can we do that together? OK, let's go. First Peter, chapter three, verse 10 from the Amplified classic. He says, for let him who wants to enjoy life and see good days. Stop. Do you want to see, do you want to enjoy life and do you want to see good days? God tells you how. You know, that's one of the things I love about the Word of God. God tells you what to do if you want to have a particular kind of results. He says, if you want to enjoy life and see good days, good, whether apparent or not, keep his tongue free from evil and his lips. From guile. Now, you got to understand, you remember, you, how many of you remember the ten spies? And, you know, when, when they sent them to go spy the land and come give a report. How many of you remember what the other guy said? They said, the land is full of giants. It's indeed flowing with, with milk and honey. We can see that, as God has said, but there's a lot of giants in the land. We can't. But the Bible says Caleb, they came with a different report. The Bible calls the report of the tent, the other spies as an evil report. So when you, when you think about speaking, uh, let your tongue be free from evil, he's not just talking about, even though it, it means not saying bad things and wrong things about individuals, but primarily he talks about talking God's word, keeping God's word on your lips. Not saying things inconsistent with God's word. It's actually a life of faith, choosing the life of God's word, living in accordance with God's word. And the Bible says, if you do that, you will have a good life and enjoy good days. Praise God. I want us to read this verse from uh, the Living Bible Translation. Maybe that will make it a little, a little clearer for all of us. The verse 10, if you have that from the Living Bible. Can we, I, want, I want us to read that together, can we? Okay, so help me out. One, two, go. If you want a happy, good life. Now think about it. How many of you want a happy and good life? Everybody wants that. But God says this is what you should do. Let's, let's, let's go. One, two, go. Keep control of your tongue. And guard your lips from telling lies. Now, I told you, lies 
It's telling lies is not just someone who says, Levi, where are you? I'm at the church. I said, I'm at home. That's not a lie, even though it's a lie. But a greater lie is saying things that are not consistent with God's word. Every time you say something that is not of the word, you are telling lies. Because the word of God is truth. Jesus said, sanctify them by your truth. For your word is truth. God's word is absolute truth. So every time you speak God's word, you're speaking the truth to God. Every time you agree with God. For instance, God says, you are the righteousness of God. Anytime you say, I'm just nobody and I'm not worthy. I'm just a sinner. You are telling lies. That's a lie. The truth is, when you believe in Jesus, you become the righteousness of God. So what you declare who you are, for instance, you wait. If you say, oh, I'm not doing well, I'm sick, I'm so broke, I'm so sick, you are speaking lies. The truth is, you are prosperous, you are rich, you are healthy, and you are strong. Because that's what God's word says. The Bible says he made him who knew nothing to be sent. That we become his righteousness. He was rich, but for your sake, he became poor. That you through his poverty might become rich. He took away your sicknesses, your disease, and your pain. So if he took it away, I don't have it no more. So you've got to speak the truth of God's word. Don't lie to your spirit. Because every time you say anything that is not of God's word, you are lying to yourself. And the Bible says you may not have a happy life and see good days. Praise God. If you want, if you want a happy, good life, keep control of your tongue and guard your lips from telling lies. It's important because, you see, the word of God is for us to do every day. God, many people think that it's not possible to be happy all the time. Because joy is of the spirit. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I have that in Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10. It says the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the Bible says in, 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 in Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16. He says, can we see that from the Amplified? It says be happy in your faith. Imagine God telling you that. Be happy. Is it too much to, ha- to ask you to, to be happy? Be happy in your faith and rejoice and be, gla- be glad-hearted continually, always. Have some times. Be happy all the time because the joy of the Lord is your strength. How many of you think that is hard to do? Do you think that it's a hard thing to be joyous? <laughs> Sometimes. But I agree with you because... the. You may face different challenges, right? Different situations in your life. And you're like, what is it about life to be? There's nothing about life to be happy about. Because all I have with challenges is challenges and difficulties. But you have to understand that it is your happy spirit that changes the circumstances of your life. The word of God is the wisdom of God. Who knows that God is wise? Do you know that God is wiser than you? So when he tells you something, it doesn't, you have to agree with him. Your circumstances will not change until you agree with God. 
So you may not feel, you know, like we have, we have Christians talk about, the Bible says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. What does it mean to be carnally minded? It means you feel weak and you say, I am weak. Because you are only responding to you from the perspective of your flesh. The Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sensory perception. It's not how I feel. It's not how I can taste. Someone says I smell trouble. It's, it's not how you smell. It's, you walk by the word of God. And faith is the response of the human spirit to the word of God. Faith is agreeing with God. That what God says is, is. What he says was, was. What he says, I am, I am. I may not feel that way, but I agree with him anyhow. That's what faith is for the child of God. You know, many Christians think that faith is hard. It's hard to have faith. It's, it's the easiest thing. Because if you study the New Testament, there's nowhere in the New Testament that says a child of God has to have faith. You have to understand that Jesus ministered in the Old Testament. So he will talk to them and say, have the faith of God. Have faith in God. But as a child of God, you already have faith. Because God has given you his faith. You know, Paul said, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So if you study the apostles, of, if you study Peter, if you study Paul... You will never find anywhere that they tell you to have, that you don't have faith. You gotta have faith. Because the Bible says the measure of faith was given to every one of us as God's children. So you have faith. Praise God. And you can have a happy life. You can have an excited life. You can be, you can have a glorious life. The Bible says that your life is supposed to be from glory to glory. You have to understand this. If you don't, you will live a lie. So if you hear me share the word of God with you, I always remind you, I tell you, that your life is supposed to be from glory to glory. Because that's what the scriptures say. It says, as we look at the word, we are changed from glory to glory. The life of a Christian is from faith to faith. It's from victory to victory. It's from glory to glory. You have, to, you have to establish that in your heart. That every day you are making progress. You know some people say, oh we move forward and then we go backwards. We get better and we get worse. No, you have to choose the life that you want to live. Because he just told you how. If you want to be happy, if you want to be victorious every day, God's word tells you how. I love, that's one thing about God's word that I love because... You can always look at God's word and determine the direction of your life. Your life is not supposed to be an accident. We don't ever know what's going to happen to us. No, that's not the life of a child of God. We always know. And what is the life? From glory to glory. Praise God. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> it's, that's what it's supposed to be. If you don't believe that, that's what the gospel is. Jesus said, if God says it's good news, it's got to be good. 
If it is good news, it gotta be good. We can win every day. Regardless of what is happening in the world, we can, Jesus says, I have overcome the world. And he overcame the world for you. He did all, all that he did on the cross was not for himself. I'm gonna, Jesus didn't die for himself, he died for you. So if he died for you, now you've arrived. If you believe in him, you receive the life of God. The Bible says, I love that verse of scripture that says, as he is in heaven, so are we in this world. We are glorified. We, we, our life is beautiful because of what he's done for us. And the Bible says that we are seated together with him in heavenly places. Far above all principality and power. And every name that is named, not only in this world, but in that which is to come. So you got, you've got to walk with, with some confidence. You need to know who you are. You are a child of the Most High God. I remember, I, I told you guys this story some time ago. I started a church in Ghana some, some time ago. And all my, ch- my church members were children. For some time. I didn't, I didn't get to tell that part of the story. So, on Sunday morning, I had these little kids. They couldn't understand what I was saying. Some of them were two years old, five years, whatever. And I, they were sitting and I was preaching down fire. Praise God. I was, I was so scared. I was like, it's like I was talking to the whole world. I said, I'm a child of the Mozart God. I'm talking to little kids. They couldn't understand what I was saying, but I was screaming. I was like, glory to God. I'm a child of God. I'm born again. I'm, I'm a child of God. They were just watching me. But I knew in my spirit that I'm a child of God. You, listen, you've got to understand this. A, a Christian is not ordinary. You are not, you are not just somebody who just gave his life to Christ and that's all about you. Do you know that you have the food, the, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you? The same Holy Ghost. The Holy Bible says that Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. He was raised from the dead by the Holy Ghost. And the same Spirit now lives inside of you. Praise God. How could I be afraid? You know, I'll share this testimony with some of you. You've heard me say that before. Because I remember when I was in school in Ghana, they had armed uh, robbers on the, on the road, on, on campus. And they would, come, they would come to campus. They would rob. They would take a lot of things from people. They would rape the girls. And it was, everybody was afraid. And so they told me, I like to walk in the in the dark sometimes. They tell praying. Uh, they say you got to be careful because you could get robbed by these guys. They are bad. They could harm you. I said. I said. God. God is the God of this campus, and if He is the God of this campus, and I'm a child of God, I have nothing to be afraid of. I said I'm going to go out. They, I'm not going to allow anyone decide when I get out and when I come in. I said I'm going to go out. And I'm going to come in because I go in the power of the Holy Ghost. And I told all my roommates that. And they were like, there's something might be wrong with this guy. And I'm like, I'm walking by the faith of God. And on this faithful day, I've shared this with many of you. I, I visited a friend and we were talking and we were sharing the word of God. We were encouraging one another in the word. And then I had this witness in my spirit, like maybe something is not right. And we just kept on sharing the word. And so... 
I got off the the road. I got I left my friend and I got on this road and I was walking. And all of a sudden, I see two guys coming from opposite directions with knives. They were coming. One came this way. The other one came this way. They were. Oh, boy. When they are not of God, when, when you are full of the Spirit of God, there's nothing to be afraid of. I just, I scream in tongues. I didn't know what I said in the Spirit. I said, Katala! I, I, I just said something so loud. And then they run away. The guys who were coming to, to harm me, to rob me, they run away. Because I said those things by the power of the Holy Ghost. There's nothing to be afraid of as a child of God. Don't think that anybody can harm you. You are protected of God. You remember what, remember what David said? I mean, Job said, that the devil went for Job. He says, you've built an edge of protection around him. And that is it for you as a child of God. So you can, you can be full of courage every day. That God is on your side. There's nothing to be afraid of. No fear of the economy. No fear of whatever, no matter who is in the government, no matter what is happening, you can always be a victor. Because the Bible says, thanks be unto God, who gives us the victory in Christ Jesus. So in Christ we have victory, in Christ we have glory, in Christ we have the power of God manifested on our behalf. And God wants us to have that consciousness and that understanding. Get your eyes off the news of this world and stay on God's word. And you can always live a happy, glorious life. Don't let anyone lie to you. If Jesus stood before you today, he would tell you what I'm telling you. You know, you know how sad it is that you have many Christians who are going through different things because, and they think that, for instance, with sickness, some say, oh, God gave me the sickness so that he wants me to be humble so that I can serve him. But you go to the doctor. You go to the doctor. Imagine God is trying to make you humble. And then you go to the doctor. I think your doctor is better than God. God wants you well. He wants you healthy and strong. He doesn't make you sick. The devil makes you sick. But you know what? When you are born again, you can walk out of any sickness. I've shared this with you. For years, I've not taken a drug in my body. For you, it's, been, it, it's a mystery to most of God's children, but I don't understand why that's a mystery. The, the Bible says, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. Did you, which doctor would tell you that? God said, I wish that you prosper and be in health. That's his desire for your life. God wants you to live in absolute health. He wants you to live in absolute peace. And he's made that available in Christ. Your responsibility is take hold of it. I said, Lord, you made me healthy. Therefore, I'm going to be healthy. It's no longer God's responsibility to make me healthy. He's already made health available in Christ Jesus. And I'm born again. I have the Holy Ghost living inside of me. And he says, I wish above all things. Think about that. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. So I say, yes, sir. I am prosperous and I am in health. Glory. Hallelujah. That's what the word of God is. 
You have to, listen, if you don't decide what life you're going to have, you're going to be suffering like your neighbor who doesn't know Jesus. You're going to be broke like your neighbor who doesn't know Jesus. But he became rich. He became poor for your sake that you might become rich. He took away all your diseases and your pain. You know, I've said this over and over again that sometimes we, we pray for God to heal somebody. You don't know how wrong that is. It's, it's okay for children. But when you grow up in the spirit, it's not allowed. In the spirit, we are not supposed to be praying for God to heal someone. We, he, God says, you go heal the sick. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Ha, come on. Are you here? Jesus says, heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. What an authority. Is either he knew what he was talking about or he was mad. But he wasn't. You are the one to cast out devils. You are the one to heal the sick. You are the one to raise the dead. And don't you say you don't have the power. You do. How come I don't feel it? Oh, you're back to your senses again. It's not based on how you feel. It's by who lives inside of you and acting in faith. I remember, like, I think it was probably last year, 2020, I heard some news that a student was, the devil is wicked if you allow him. You you take your life. 20 years old, she, on her birthday, she found out that she had leukemia. So I said, did they tell me about the issue? I said, okay, let's go. I'm going to lay hands. Jesus said, heal the sick. I'm going. So we went there. Her mom came from uh, out like a different country to, come, country to come take care of her. Everybody was, they were there. And then I, I laid hands. I said, in the name of Jesus, be healed now. I screamed. Everybody, everybody, they came back to the, themselves. They're like, what is happening? Fast forward, she went back the next day. They said she was completely fine. Someone said, ah, did that really happen? What gospel do you believe? Jesus said, go heal the sick. When you speak, God will honor your words. Because there's power. Like we, like Firestarters was talking to us today about the power of the Holy Spirit. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That same spirit. I want you to meditate on that. Think about the fact that it wasn't a different spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Can we get Romans chapter 8? And I'll read from the verse 1 to, to the verse 8. And I'll probably be closing with that. And I want you to read that. I didn't give you that verse, but I, I want you to just, just think about these verses. It says, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That same spirit lives inside of you. It says, therefore, there is now no condemnation, no judging guilty of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus, who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the spirit, I told you, your life as a child of God is of the spirit. You don't live in the flesh. 
You are not supposed to live in the flesh. You live by the Spirit. The verse 2 says, For the law of the Spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of the new being, has freed me from the law of sin and death. How many of you know that you are not even under the law of sin? The Bible says, sin has no dominion over you. A Christian should not be struggling with sin. Because the Bible says, sin has no dominion over you. Praise God. Let's go to verse 8 of this chapter, which, I, like, that I'm, which I'm looking for. It says, so then those who are living in the life, living the life of the flesh, caring for the appetites and impulses of their carnal nature, cannot please or satisfy God. Or be acceptable to him. I told you, you are not of the flesh. You are not supposed to reason from the flesh. You are not supposed to act from the flesh. You are supposed to be led and acting by the Holy Ghost. Be led by the Spirit of God. If you go to the verse 11, he says, If the same the Spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside you, that same Spirit, look at that, will restore to, to life your mortal, short-lived, perishable bodies through his Holy Spirit. Who dwells outside of you? Who dwells in you? There's no little Holy Ghost. There's no Holy Spirit for the small child. You have this, you, you got the same Holy Ghost as me. Just like any of us. There's no small Holy Ghost. So, and the Holy Ghost is the fullness of God. You know, Jesus. Look at what Jesus said. He said, it is good. It is expedient that I go away. Imagine Jesus. The disciples of Jesus, they didn't want Jesus to go anywhere. You remember when he said, I'm going to go away, they were sad. And Jesus said, if you love me. He said, it is better. It is expedient, the King James says, for me to go away. Because Jesus could only be at one place at a time. He could only be here, like just like I'm here. I'm not in my house right now. But Jesus, when the Holy Ghost came, it is possible for the Holy Spirit to be with you everywhere you go. And that was, that was God's greatest purpose of sending, sending Jesus. To reconcile you with God and to have God live inside of you. And that became possible when the Holy Spirit came. So you imagine you have God. What are you going to do with that revelation? You know, I wrote, I wrote something down some time ago about my goal for, for life. I said, to be everything that Jesus died to make me. I wrote that down. I said, Lord, I want to be everything that Jesus died to make me. Nothing short of that. I don't want to appear before Jesus and he says, you didn't live your life to the fullest. You didn't become all that I made available for you. No. I said, Lord Jesus, you're going to help me out to be everything that you made me to be. And I want that to be your prayer today. Don't live a life short of what God, God's standard for your life. He has a high, his, his, his idea for you is way bigger than you could ever imagine. No wonder he says he's able to do exceeding, abundantly, above everything that you could ever ask or think. According to the power that is resident in your spirit. According to the power that works in you. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. 
Praise God. I want, you to, I want you to make that your confession. To be everything that Jesus makes you, made you to be. To be prosperous like he, he died. Listen, you can't give an excuse when you stand before God. Said, I was, such, I was so defeated in life. I was so uh, beaten by the devil and, 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 and I struggled my way. Thank you, Jesus. But I made it to heaven. Jesus would say, didn't you read my word? Didn't you read to see what I did for you? You should not be sick any day of your life. If you're born again, you should not be sick. But many have been told that sickness is love. Listen, we live in a fallen world. I understand all that. But Jesus said, you are in the world, but you are not of the world. Yeah, it is a fallen world, but you are not of this world. You came from heaven. You are a child of, you are born again from heaven. And you have the life and nature of God in your spirit. You are better than your neighbor who doesn't know God. It's not boasting. That's just reality. But if you don't know it, you will experience all that, what they experience. You are supposed to say, no, I'm a child of God. I have the life of God in my spirit. I'm born again. I have the Holy Ghost inside of me. I'm not ordinary. I'm a child of God. If you meditate on that, you will scream. You will shout. Because the reality will take over your spirit. And you will have a greater life because that's the life God brought to you. Praise God. So, I don't know what you receive, but I'm stared in my spirit. I am. Because every time you speak God's word, your spirit glows. You glow. You become brighter in your spirit. Praise God. So I want you to stand, if you can, and, and, and speak God's word concerning your life, concerning your week. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We just thank you for the fullness of your spirit. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God, that you live in us in your fullness. Thank you. Hallelujah. I'm filled with the fullness of God. Filled with the fullness of God. The fullness of the Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. All the days of my life, walking in the fullness of the blessings of the gospel, walking in victory every day. I declare victory, victory every day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Glory, hallelujah. We bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. Thank you, Jesus, that that you came, that you died, that we might have life and have it to the full, that we might have and enjoy life. Thank you, Jesus. We, We become everything that you made us to be. Every day of our lives, we enjoy life because that's your desire for us, oh God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. We walk in this world in victory. We walk in this world full of the glory of God. Every day manifesting the power of the gospel, the kingdom of God manifested in our lives. Hallelujah. Every day of our life, we walk in victory from glory to glory. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, God. We thank you, Heavenly Father. Glory. Hallelujah. We give you glory, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Oh, I walk in prosperity and victory and health and strength. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. I have the strength of God. I have the ability of the Spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Listen, that's how your life is supposed to be. You wake up glory, hallelujah. You know, David said, glorious things are spoken of me. Oh, city of God. You got to say that about your life. Glorious things are spoken of me. Praise God. Not, not evil things. I tell people, according as my earnest expectation and my hope, like Paul said that in, 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 in Philippians chapter 1 verse 20, according as my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but be bold as always. Can you get to that verse of scripture? Be bold as always, that Christ will be magnified in my body. Christ will be magnified. Philippians chapter 1 verse 20. According as my earnest expectation and my hope. He said, that's my expectation. That is my hope. That Christ will be magnified in my body. Jesus will be glorified in my life. Praise God. To be everything that he's made me to be. Thank you, Lord. I want, I want that to be your prayer today. To be everything that Jesus made you to be. Father, we just thank you for a time of fellowship. A time to hear your word. To be blessed. To be inspired. We thank you that we have a great week. I thank you for your blessing upon everyone here today. Thank you that we have testimonies in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you so much for coming. And I love you. Thank you, Pastor Dave, Pastor Jimmy, and Pastor Randy. Yep. We have that there. This is keeping with my own eager desire. So you got to desire that. And persistent expectation and hope. That I shall not disgrace myself, nor be put to shame in anything. But that with the utmost freedom of speech and unfailing courage, now as always, Christ, the Messiah, will be magnified. Christ will be magnified. Glory to God. And get glory and praise in this body of mine. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right. If you want to go home, it's time to go home. If not, we can have the second service. Thank you, everybody. I love you all. God bless you. Yeah. Absolutely. Come on. Yeah. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., 
also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.